0: I think guys are a pain in the ass. (laughs) Two little virgins, (laughs) quaint. No wonder you're always fighting. It's not our least energy. (laughs) One way or another, I'm gonna find ya. I'm gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. One way or another, I'm gonna win ya. I'll get ya, I'll get ya. One
1: way or another. Hello everyone, welcome to our bonus feature of Exploited. I'm Alexis Chowski. And I am hanging out in the summer of my youth. Oh, God, those were the
2: days, you know? They were the days. I'm Kevin Daly.
1: Did you do summer camp as a
2: kid? I did not. The only camp I ever went to, we in sixth grade, they sent us away for a week to uh, some camp in, in Arrowhead. I got a bloody nose every day. It sucked balls. I would rather not think of it anymore.
1: So did I, but <laughs> we, we we went to summer camp in the same district, that they did that to all the kids
2: Oh, yeah. That, that was not a it was summer camp. The same... That was
1: s- spring camp.
2: <laughs> it was probably the same fucking camp, wasn't it?
1: Probably. But speaking of camp, this bonus feature is Little Darlings from 1980, directed by Ronald F. Maxwell.
3: Tatum O'Neill, the kid from Paper Moon and Bad News Bears, is now more adorable than ever.
0: I don't like sharing this space with you either. You keep out of my way and I'll keep out of yours.
3: Deal? Isn't she a little darling? And Christy McNichol, everybody's favorite daughter from TV's family. She's sweeter than ever.
0: Slide me something nice.
3: Oh! Isn't she a little darling? Tatum and Christy, together for the first time in the true spirit of hot-blooded American competition. Nobody can stop these girls. So if you can't beat them, join them. Little Darlings. You're entering a new era. This
0: summer, do something special. Something you've never done before.
3: Angel versus Ferris. Whoever catches a guy first,
0: wins. You just lost a hundred bucks, sucker.
3: Now the game is on. And every male is up for grabs.
0: What's your name anyway?
4: It's Randy. Don't let the name fool you.
0: Wow, he is great. Great. You'll have to do! Okay, we'll
3: make a look good.
0: Oh, this is so romantic.
2: Yeah, I've
3: been around a little. Cavalier, I envy Juliet. Who?
0: You know Romeo and Juliet. Didn't you love it? It
2: was so romantic.
3: (laughs) Sure is a hot night tonight.
2: (laughs) This is better than books, I gotta tell you. This is great.
3: (sighs) There's something in that. really beautiful.
0: Hey, what are they gonna do about protection?
3: action. Tatum O'Neill. I love you, Mr.
0: Patrick.
3: Christy McNichol.
0: I'm not a woman. Randy.
3: In the motion picture that suddenly grows up into something very special. (laughs) Little Darlings.
1: Now this movie, because I like this movie. I'm just going to say that right out the gate. And what drew me to it um, for the episode was the fact that it's the reverse of your typical summer camp sexual initiation movie. Yeah. Um, Like, we we literally had American Pie Presents Bandcamp as our our backup for this week.
2: Right. I mean, it's – yeah. It's definitely an inversion of – That style of film.
1: Because that style is very male-centric. It's horny teenage boys. Everything's with the male gaze, with guys looking at girls in bikinis the whole time. This movie is different because it's all girls at an all-girl camp, but it's about sex.
2: Oh, and there's plenty of uh, girls watching naked guys across the uh, the lake as well.
1: Oh, yeah, that happens a few times. Yeah, uh, they're enjoying the view. And I... Found out about this movie a few years back. I stumbled upon it because it had two of my favorite actresses in it, Tatum O'Neill and Christy McNichol. They're the leads in this film. Tatum O'Neill, I loved since I saw her in Paper Moon, which she was 10 years old and she won Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, she's pretty good here, too. And Christy McNichol, I first saw when she was in White Dog, which is after this. (laughs) White Dog. White Dog, we gotta do someday the racist fucking dog yeah it's about a racist dog (laughs) i remember you talking about that years ago yeah and then i stumbled upon little darlings i'm like both of these awesome women together in one movie has the leads i have to have this movie christy mcnichol is excellent oh yeah christy mcnichol way better tatum o'neill's the oscar winner but christy mcnichol owns this movie (laughs) Yeah, well, she gets a little bit better. She gets the better character of the two, to be fair. But she does. I, I do. I,
2: I, am, I think I liked this movie, but there are some
1: problems. To be honest, I did not care at all for Tatum O'Neill's character until the very, very end. Does she get, like, an arc? Yeah. Chrissy McNichols' character is solid throughout.
2: Right. Well, she comes in with a more interesting, predefined background rather than Rich Girl.
1: And um, we also will get a teenage Matt Dillon. We do get a teenage Matt Dillon in this movie, and we're going to see him again later this year. Also, fucking high school girls. They keep
2: get. He keeps <laughs> keep getting older. They stay the same age.
1: Yeah, because we're going to see him in Wild Things. <laughs>
2: God, I mean that is a classic, though.
1: Yep, Little Darling starts with uh, Chris McNichol Angel. But don't let the name fool you. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, that's the line. <laughs> but she's a. Uh, She's in a bad neighborhood, cause she's she is the girl from the wrong side of the tracks, which is one thing I always loved about Christy McNichol. Yeah, is because she always plays a tomboy, but she's a very feminine tomboy. Yeah, it's so. This
2: movie is made nineteen eighty. It's definitely all the styles are seventies, like mid late seventies style. Yeah. So Christy McNichol's hair is very feathered.
1: It's feathered, and you know, and she she's smoking. She's she's getting a cigarette, a boy comes to hit on her.
2: Dude, looks, she's, do, she's doing that most of the movie.
1: Yeah. Dude that's hitting on her looks like Telly from Kids and is acting the same way. I don't know if you've seen Kids. I haven't. <laughs> oh, that's another one I should add to the list. <laughs> Subject me to that. All right. Yeah, and he's like, hey, girl, slide me something nice, and she just fucking kicks him in the nuts. Yep. Like you had that coming. And proudly walks off with her cigarette. Song kicks in because this movie's got a killer soundtrack, by the way.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's got uh some songs I like
1: and some that I don't. The song's playing "Shake It" by Ian Matthews. Yeah, she, she just struts off to the car with her cigarette, with her with her hoe of a mother.
2: Yeah, I'm getting uh, I'm getting what was that movie uh. Freeway? Was that, was that called? Oh, yeah. Freeway,
1: yeah. Six she's five, much I like that. the mom in Freeway. <laughs> well, she's, she's wearing this, like, really tight top. And just nipples everywhere.
2: I mean, to be fair, the movie kind of just has that going on in general.
1: And the mom is smoking a cigarette and tells Angel, I don't like you smoking. And she takes another drag from her own cigarette. Yeah. And Angel just gives her this, like, sarcastic smile as she tosses it away. Then, meanwhile, on the other side of Atlanta, because that's where this is all like takes place, is in Georgia. Yeah, we get Ferris played by Tatum O'Neil, who's the rich girl from this fucking rich neighborhood.
2: I will say now that you mentioned that because I didn't realize it was in Atlanta. Um, there's a severe lack of uh, black. color. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was gonna say uh, yes, color, but specifically because it's a very, fairly. fairly substantial black community in, in Atlanta, there's a severe lack of, of
1: black girls in this camp. There, I don't think there's any. I can't think of one. Yeah, this is a very white movie. <laughs> it's uh, rather pasty. But uh, we get Ferris as the rich girl, um, and we're back and forth between Ferris and Angel because we're, we're figuring out that both of these girls are are going to the same summer camps. They're dropped off at the same bus Angel says goodbye to her skanky mom with the rock-hard nipples. That's how <laughs> I wrote that note. And then we get teenage girl shit on the bus. But it's teenage girls of 1980. Yeah.
2: I guess I was never paying attention because I do not remember girls being this mean to each other. But I think oh,
1: they, they are. Oh, they are! But the, the conversations they're having, because one girl's like, I saw Greece six times. And then this other girl, Dana... It's like, my fiancé looks exactly like John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw Last Tango in Paris ten times. Then another girl's like, I love Andy Gibb. He's got a great ass.
0: I saw Grease six times. Did anyone see Cocteau's Beauty and the Beast? My fiancé looks exactly like John Travolta. Honest? Well, you know what my favorite movie was? Last Tango in Paris. I saw it ten times. You know who I just love? Andy Gibb, he's so gorgeous. Uh, oh yeah, me too. God, I love his ass. Well, it's so small? You're
1: cute. <laughs> <laughs> but these secret- these conversations happen just today with different references, right? It's always the same discussions. I mean, you could replace all of those with like fucking Marvel movies. And my boyfriend I mean, looks like Chris Evans. Chris Evans has America's ass. Yeah. Damn. And then uh Angel's just like rolling her eyes. She doesn't want any part of this typical teenage girl shit and starts lighting a cigarette on <laughs> yeah, the on bus. The, on the bus. And they're like, Oh, look at the look at that badass girl with the cigarette. She thinks she's so tough. And Ferris has to sit next to her and they do this like seats taken bullshit. Yeah. Which um uh, turns right into a girl fight. Yep. And we've talked about girl fights before. Yes. They can they tend to be very brutal. Angel, you know, they, they fight but they end up breaking up because the bus driver's like, What's going on back there? Oh nothing. Um, Angel, whose full name is Angel Bright, by the way. What a new name. Yeah. They're like, Where'd you learn to fight? She goes, Madison Square Gardens Which means she watches boxing. Right. And we get to meet some of the other girls. I mean, the the really mean, stuck up girl that's like, I have a fiance. Her name yeah. is Dana. The red headed girl is named Carrots.
2: Because <laughs> red hair.
1: Yeah, we get this one girl who's like, oh, she's like eleven, and she wants to be grown up. Yeah. We get the bathroom scene, right? Um, where she's like, my aunt, they will never grow. And she's trying to stuff a bra. Her name is, what was her name? She had the stupidest friggin' name. It was like Penny. Pe- it's Penny is her name. Yeah,
2: Penelope, yeah.
1: Yeah. Penny Sherbert. That's her name. Yeah, right,
2: Penny is a diminutive for Penelope.
1: Yeah. Um, you have the the blonde girl, uh, the, the blonde hippie girl that's like, here, take this vitamin E and niacin. Yeah, Sunshine
2: Walker, played by Cynthia fucking Nixon of uh, Sex and oh City, babe. Yes, that is Cynthia Nixon! Of all people.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so we have the bathroom scene with all the girls in the bathroom. That's where uh, Penny's trying to pretend she has a chest, and Dana's mm-hmm. talking about sex. She's like, where's the weirdest place you've done it? And she starts giving crap to Angel and Ferris. Like, have you ever been to fourth base? Where she's like, "I'm I'm I'm 15. Nobody goes to fourth base at 15." And she's like, "Well, I hit a home run at 14." And I get the impression that Dana thinks fourth base and home run are different things, right? So I'm like, you know, did unless, they use uh, different unless, baseball uh, diamonds in 1980?
2: <laughs> unless, unless home run means all the way to the back door.
1: Oh yeah, vaginal sex is for the home run is D V D A. Yeah, that's right. We're going all in. So so you know Angel and Ferris they they both admit that they're virgins, and Dana being the stuck up fucking c word that this girl is. It's like oh, yeah, oh. she's a mo- she's a model, by the way. though. Oh yeah, well she's a model. She was the before girl in a shampoo commercial. But apparently it's like the biggest shampoo commercial because everyone recognizes her, but yeah, you don't want to brag about being the before girl <laughs> that's, that's right <laughs> like like
2: I think is which I think is the joke,
1: yeah, you wanna be the after girl. I was the before girl in the shampoo commercial, but she's like, oh, no wonder you're you're always fighting all that unreleased energy, you're probably lesbians." uh nineteen eighty homophobia, yeah, well, you still have that homophobia today though, and also fucking teenagers are shitty, yeah and teenagers are shitty, and these teenagers are shitty, but they are shitty the way that we know teenagers are oh i uh I have a friend who who works at a certain amusement
2: park he he uh he's always talking about different people from different cultures and the kind of things that he, but he said universally teenagers are shitty, <laughs> yeah. That's um, my baseline.
1: (laughs) The teenagers in this movie are believably shitty teenagers versus other movies with teenagers where they're shitty. But they're not teenagers. These are grown-ass adults. Well,
2: I think Tatum O'Neill is 17 in this
1: movie when
2: she was this film and Christy Minnickle is 18. So they are teenagers.
1: Yeah, they they are. are. Well, I
0: need this one girl. And I swear, she'd put it on a roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah. Ferris, where's the weirdest place you ever did it? None of your business. Why not? She probably doesn't know anything. I know enough. Been to fourth base? I'm 15. Nobody goes to fourth base and paid a home run at 14. Five more minutes. Well, looks like some of us are women. And some of us are little girls. What are you? I think guys are a pain in the house. <laughs> Two little virgins. Quaint. <laughs> no wonder you're always fighting. It's I our least energy. <laughs> Probably Lizzie's. Whoa. Maybe she is, but I'm straight. What about you, smut mouth? What about me, shithead? I think you're in a girl's. She's she trying to grab my
2: tits! <laughs> 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 just, uh, just as a quick aside, uh, it looks like, actually, Cinder is the model, and Dana is the...
1: Oh, Dana's the fun one that likes Andy Gibbs' ass.
2: Yeah. Cinder's, Cinder's that a- the model. That actress died at age 23 in 1985 from oh. complications. Asthma. Just to bring down the rest of the show.
1: Oh, man. that, that, that You're bumming me out
2: here. Yeah,
1: look, that's, uh, that's what I do. But anyway, they try to send Penny off to the kid's cabin.
2: <laughs> yeah, because she is in fact a kid.
1: <laughs> and she's like, you don't know what it's like to be surrounded by ten-year-olds. My brain's going to disintegrate. And speaking from teaching experience, she's right. You never want to be surrounded by ten-year-olds. They're terrible. You've uh, got two girls. You'll know that someday.
2: No, yeah, I like I like <laughs> I like being ten. Ten was fun, but I had a different school experience. Yeah, but it's, you were the ten-year-old. <laughs> that, that's that's true. I was the ten-year-old. Um, it's funny because to me, these girls are acting more like
1: middle school students. This is definitely how I remember middle school being. Oh, definitely, because you it, they don't quite know what sex is.
2: But these girls are all, like, whatever, 15, so they should be, like, sophomores in high school. So yeah, and, you, and you bit, got the one bully old, girl,
1: be- the, the bully sender who... I'm conflicted about her character. I don't know if that character has had sex or not. Or if she had that's sex a- and regrets it and tries to bully other people into doing it so she feels better about herself.
2: Yeah, that's, uh... That is definitely... Ambiguous. Her character is somewhat ambiguous in this film. Yeah.
1: None of the other girls have had
2: sex. Yeah, that's the reveal, though. It's pretty obvious as the movie, about the middle of the movie, when they're acting very awkward and unknowledgeable about things.
1: Yeah, which also lends to your thing about junior high, because it's a very middle school lack of knowledge. Like, they know of it in theory, but it's such a shaky theory. Yeah, And that that leads to the big difference between uh, Ferris and Angel. Right. Because Angel... Well, Angel has that hope for a mother. So Angel knows straight up what sex is. And she's like, sex is just this thing that people do that has no emotion.
2: And also, she finds men to be not worth
1: the, the pain in the ass. Yeah, that sex is nothing. It's just a thing that people do that, it, you know, it it's pointless and irregardless. She has no interest in it because you know she's seen her promiscuous mother. Right, and then Ferris thinks of sex as this magical fantasy with waterfalls and fucking unicorns and stuff.
2: I think we saw that movie. We did. Oh no, it was a horse. Sorry.
1: Oh, oh yeah, Emmanuel in America. <laughs> yes, not a unicorn. My bad. Um, but all the girls are getting set up in their cabins. Ferris and uh. Angel have to sleep right next to each other. I get some real parent trap vibes from this movie.
2: Yeah, kind of does have that feel to it.
1: Yeah, the original parent trap.
2: Right, probably the uh, the hairstyles.
1: The hairstyles, well, and the summer campiness of it. And so Cinder is her name then, because yes, my notes will so. forever refer to her as Dana, even though Dana was the other girl whose name I never caught.
2: Yes, Dana. Dana is the. The other one. S- Cinder is the, the model.
1: Yeah, she's like, I am going to bet my entire residual check that Ferris will lose her virginity first this summer. And all the other girls are like, what the fuck is a residual? <laughs> yeah, No, she's getting a residual from her fucking shampoo commercial of $100. It's
0: time our Ferris experiences the Dolce Vita. I'll bet my residual check. For what? Residual check? That Paris will become a woman by the end of the summer. How much? One hundred dollars. Compliments of Tidy Curl. You know, that, that's an awful lot of money there. God, yeah. <sighs> what do I have to do? Just let nature take its course. Cinder? I'm sorry. I don't get this thing. It's a contest. Ferris against. No. You wouldn't have the guts. You just lost a hundred bucks, sucker. Angel versus Ferris. Whoever loses her virginity first, wins. I'll put ten dollars on her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> She's got to be right. Put it down, he has been autographed Be worth
1: so now it's Angel versus Ferris, whichever can uh, lose their virginity first. And basically, this whole camp splits up into teams. There's the uh,
2: equivalent of three hundred and eighty dollars.
1: Yeah. To today's money. Well, that hundred. Other uh, the other girls are like pitching in what they can. They're like, oh, yeah. I got everybody's, five bucks."
2: Everybody's got got money riding on
1: this. Like yeah. the whole goddamn camp. And that's why they're uh, they're taking sides, because there's Team Ferris and there's Team Angel that literally have this written on their shirts. And none of the adults seem to notice that this is kind of weird. And notably, the adult that should notice is the fucking sports coach. Yeah, uh, yeah, the essentially the p e teacher of the camp the p e teacher of the camp like he's a boat counselor at first he's but he mentions that he's also a a high school French teacher by day, yeah, and Ferris is hitting on him hard played by Armand de Sante, but that like. is Armand Santé. I always think of that line from the space mutiny m s t three k about the who's this Armand de Santa want to be <laughs> but no, this is Armand Santé. And, um, he knows that Ferris is hitting on him. He's not an idiot, right, especially when she's like, "You've got beautiful eyes, Mr. Callahan, and all the other girls are like, "Oh, hey, what's going on?" And um, my note here is, Girl, don't."
2: yeah he's like ten years older than
1: her at least maybe fifteen he's a he's a fucking high school teacher and she is a high school student. This entire premise is creepy as fuck
2: he would have been thirty one in nineteen eighty so yeah he was like
1: fifteen years old yeah, and so she tells the other girls like this is my target target acquired target locked you know, I'm going after Mr. Callahan, and the girls are like. Okay. Good we, luck. <laughs> we don't necessarily agree with your choice here. You're, you're, you're going to hook up with the teacher, okay? But we will support you every step of the way. Because we have money riding on it. Yeah, so we will make sure that a crime is committed. Yeah. Even
2: in 1980, that still would have been a crime. <laughs>
4: Summer is here and once again, for the youngins, that means summer camp, it's a great way to spend the summer. But there are some important safety things to consider. Namely, irresponsible teenage sexuality. We all know that those teenage years are filled with hormones and we do promote abstinence amongst our campers. But the inevitable is still bound to happen. There's also a lot of ticks in the woods, so be cautious of those too. Unprotected sex at summer camp can lead to unwanted disease, such as syphilis, chlamydia, and Lyme disease. You know, because of the ticks. There really is an inappropriate number of ticks in the woods, so make sure you use protection, condoms, birth control, bug spray to keep the ticks away. If you do choose to have sex, make sure you always check your partner for ticks, because there are so many ticks. I don't know which parasites are worse. The boys taking advantage of the girls, or those goddamn ticks. Anyway, keep that all in mind and have a wonderful summer.
1: Yeah, and then we get the scene where they're all looking at the, the boys skinny dipping with binoculars. Yep. And I love the line that Dana has where she just goes, An unmatched form and feature of blown youth blazed with ecstasy, oh woe is me. <laughs> straight up it's it's ophelia and hamlet yeah one of them goes you can't get pregnant from looking another one goes god i hope not <laughs> yeah and actually they stop for a moment to have this serious discussion about prophylactics and birth control they're like hey i appreciate, I appreciate that yeah they're like this is serious drop them binoculars." We need to think about this, because you could get pregnant if you have sex, so we, we need to figure out stuff.
0: Ah, an unmatched form and feature. A blown youth blazed with ecstasy. Oh, woe is me. To see what I have seen. See what I see. Now what are you mouthing off about? Those are Ophelia's lines to Hamlet. Don't you know anything? I know one thing. Seeing a bunch of crude skinny dipping may turn you all on, but I think it's crap. You can't get pregnant from looking. <laughs> God, I hope not. And <laughs> hey, what are they going to do about protection? Protection? Birth control. Oh, the guy takes care of that. Not since the pill. Yeah, well, she's not going to need anything. Cause she's not going to do anything. Like hell, you're even afraid to look. Okay. You know, you guys, this is serious.
1: Well, I got a solution. Let's steal the bus and buy condoms. I mean,
2: uh, you know, you, you do what you got to do. By the way, I appreciate it that their schools had actual
1: sex ed. <laughs> yeah, that they know what they're talking about. And so it plays One Way or Another by Blondie. I do like that song. Good song. Is they steal this bus and they drive on down to a gas station. And that's where they're, they're talking about their, their picks. That they're trying to tell Ferris, you need to have an experienced man. And she's like, I've already picked him. And I've got these caps locks notes of, girl. Oh, no, not a goddamn teacher. It, he is a,
2: most likely an experienced man.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, he's exper- He's a French teacher. You know, that's a romance language.
2: She speaks, and, and I, I would like to point out, Ferris also does speak French fluently. She's spent she time does. She is the rich girl.
1: Then somebody's like, "Well, I can't imagine having sexual intercourse with him." And Ferris is like, "Do you have to put it so crudely?" What? Like, girl, there, there's cruder ways than that. She,
2: uh, she might be an alien. <laughs> yeah, I cannot imagine having <laughs> sexual intercourse with oh. this fellow human being. <laughs> and I then, am not an alien.
1: So then, Team Angel's like, Ferris has target acquired. Target locked. Angel,
2: work faster. Angel, find a targeted penis of which you should insert <laughs> inside yourself. I'm not an alien.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ferris has already got the infrared view on this guy, and yep. so then the the team angel's like, okay, so a man reaches his sexual peaks at 17. We will find you a horny 13 year old. Which uh, they're like, oh, no, I'm like it. That's better than the fucking teacher. Closer in age, that's for sure. Closer in age. More appropriate for their age. Cause they're, they're supposed to be 15. Right. That's only a two-year difference. So they get, and they, apparently at this place, condoms are only sold in the men's restrooms at this era. <laughs> well, at least that's what they have access to. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, they're sold in every bathroom. Well, not even sold. Every, every public bathroom you go to these days that has condoms, they're free because somebody broke the fucking machine. <laughs> Which is, well, <laughs> they,
2: they decide to put uh, Penny up into the uh, window the, Yeah, climb they, into the
1: locked room. Climb into the locked room, and while they're doing that, we meet Matt Dillon as Randy Adams, who is drunk as fuck.
2: But again, don't let the name fool you.
1: Yeah. Because angels is checking out Randy. She likes Randy. She's looking at his ass and everything. And they flirt because he's also from the wrong side of town. <laughs> yeah, and they're flirting, but don't let the name fool you. <laughs> that's right. Because that's where they, it's like, hey, I'm Angel. Don't let the name fool you. And as they're flirting, you know, they're they're Angel has now reached target acquired. Yes. Penny decides to steal the whole goddamn condom machine
2: she's trying to break it. She's trying to make sure that one's broken so that everything is free, but she can't do
1: it, so she just takes the whole fucking... She takes the whole fucking machine, and they take it back to camp, and they're out in the woods, and they bust that shit up like a pinata.
2: They go they go full office space on that fucking <laughs> condom machine.
1: They kick it open, and then they all rush in, and they're just grabbing handfuls of condoms. Penny starts blowing them up like balloons. Ugh.
2: And then, hopefully, it doesn't have the spermicidal lubricant on it.
1: Well, I did notice that it doesn't have the reservoir tip.
2: It is nineteen eighty. I don't know if that was
1: invented yet. I don't know the history of condom manufacturing. <laughs> do do I dare? But anyway, because this is a summer camp movie, there is an obligatory food fight. Yes, of course. Yeah, but actually, I like it because it shows that all of these girls get along with each other. That even though there is this competition they're all still friends. That it makes the whole movie feel more good-natured.
2: Right, they've bonded over this. Yeah. The, Cuz they didn't really all like each other that much to begin with, but now they're kind of bonding over
1: this. Yeah, they're all bonded. You know, they they're all they're all synced up on their cycles now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then we go from this to where they're all the girls are out in a meadow picking flowers and um Ferris is talking Ooh. to some adult counselor. About like what's the after effects of sex, right? And the counselor's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, that that's that's complicated. How about you don't have sex?" But Ferris is committed. She's like, "I'm going to before today. Kissing was my end game, but now, now I got to get my fuck on."
2: 1950s. The reservoir tip was invented, so I don't know why these don't.
1: Happen. Oh yeah, I'm surprised you would looked up the invention of the reservoir tip.
2: I found an article on the history of the condom.
1: So. Team uh Team Ferris has set their plan in motion here where they give Mr. Callahan ginseng.
2: Yeah, because uh Miss Hippie Sunshine uh thinks it makes
1: everybody sexy. Yeah, so they give him the ginseng and then Ferris pretends to drown. They pull the whole fucking sandlot thing here. Yeah, the the classic fake drown. Yeah, which it doesn't work.
2: No, because she's breathing fine when they pull her ass out. Of the pool.
1: Yeah, she's she's gasping for hair, and they're like, "Do, do a uh, mouth to mouth," and he's like, "No, she's she's breathing."
2: Yeah, all the girls are like, "I think she needs mouth to mouth." He's like, "She's breathing, she's fine."
1: Meanwhile, Angel goes out to to check out her target. She's a uh, case in the joint, you know, scoping the scene, watching him dirt bike. Yeah, and then it's Parents' Day at the camp. And uh, Angel starts talking to her mom about sex and the mom's like, Ah yeah, don't worry about that, that don't matter. Don't ever ask about this again, it don't matter. It becomes important later. Right. She's like you know, because Angel's like, Oh, what
2: you know, why isn't everybody making such a big deal about it? And her mom goes, It's not a big deal.
1: And Angel goes, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh some other parents open a drawer full of condoms. <laughs> Yeah, well cuz they they do have an entire machines worth scattered about the camp at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, Angel makes her move. So she takes Randy out to a cemetery. Like, is that really where you're going to do it, girl? So you're going to lose your virginity on a grave? Well,
2: a- look, it's if you're a goth, I mean, but she she doesn't give that vibe. Often hey, if that's what you're into, you know.
1: Well, when I was teaching middle school, I was teaching 8th grade. There were two students that didn't return from lunch, a boy and a girl, and they didn't return from lunch, and so we are all, like, Amber Alert and shit, you know, going out to manhunt for these kids. And, um, the middle school I taught at was right next to a cemetery. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they were, uh, they were, uh, doing that, that, uh, thing that teenagers do in an open grave. (laughs) They were fucking in an open grave? Yeah, there, there wasn't a coffin in it yet, but it was a big old hole There was gonna... Somebody was gonna get buried there, like, later in the day or something.
2: So we buried those two kids
1: there. Oh, no, we found <laughs> them and a... told them to get the fuck out of this
2: grave. I mean, like I said, if that's what you're into...
1: Yeah, but anyway, Angel tries to get Randy in the mood by giving him beer. Lots like of a,
2: beer. <laughs> a lot of beer, because... I think she feels like, oh, if I if I get a guy drunk, he'll want to have sex with me. Yeah, but but he passes out because Angel doesn't realize it's not beer that makes him horny. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it's not how that works. So she, so she learned that. And um, Ferris, meanwhile, plays sick to try and get the teacher to come and get to her. And all the girls are talking about what it's like to lose their virginity. Right. And they're talking about like, "Oh, you know this you start glowing, and it's you really get the idea that none of them have done it. Right. This is where you kind of learn that, yeah, they're all making it up,
2: <laughs> yeah, all these girls are are talking big game, much like guys do,
1: yep, yeah. but angel angel's committed to it, she's gonna go do it, right, you know, and then. Uh, fucking Cinder's telling Ferris, like, look, Angel's going out to get to have sex tonight. You need to get your shit together, Ferris. Nobody makes a fool out of me. Go fuck that teacher. <laughs> well, Ferris
2: is, is actually kind of going through some depression as a result of the teacher's day, because he has a conversation with her dad. Yeah. Or the parents' day, because her basically her mom has left her dad. Yeah, her parents work. are going through a divorce. Fuck all of
1: whatever it is. And she's not. She's sad. Yeah. Which is fair. <laughs> and so Angel and Randy, they go out to this boathouse. Um, She hands him the condom. They have this. He's like, well, why aren't you on the pill? She's like, because oh, I, I don't know. I'm a 15 year old virgin.
2: <laughs> right. Which is not what she says, but that's probably what she should have said.
1: Yeah. And um, she has her cigarette before. And she is she's making excuses. She's like, well, well, is the rain going into there? Because I ain't going to do it if it's wet in there. And you know, he,
2: if, my, if my 15-year-old birth mother had been on the pill, I wouldn't exist, for better or worse.
1: Yeah. And um, so she keeps making up excuses because she's really nervous about doing this. And he gets fed up. I mean,
2: she's she's definitely running hot and cold here. Though, he is kind of dense, right? It's like... Wouldn't that be kind of like a red flag? It's like, something's going on here.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, ah, go find yourself something. I'm not wasting time. And she's like, am I not sexy? He's like, all girls are sexy to me. And he takes off. And then we're old old kids are around a campfire, and Mr. Callahan's playing the guitar and singing folk music. It's really bad. Yeah.
2: It's a song about, like, cherries. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's a song. Of, it is a song about cherries,
2: cherries with no pits in it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a little on the nose movie.
1: So that night, Ferris goes to see Callahan, and she's wearing like this really sheer nightgown. Like she is determined that this is this is the, the make or break it moment. And I put just to hear it, this is not going to turn out well. That either way, she's either going to be heartbroken or she get preyed upon by this dude. Right. That's only that's only two options. And it's, thankfully, it's the first. Right. Because he is very much about the, you are underage. Like, we should not even be talking. She's like, let's have some wine. And he's like, fuck no. Put the wine away. <laughs> Put the wine away. And she's like, Gary, I'm in the flower of my youth. I'm burning for you. And he's like, ah, no. She tries to kiss him. And he's like, ah, no, 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 no. Um, and he's like, you see, uh, sex is poetry and phrases and everything you learned in books and uh, so that's what it is to you and that's not really what it is but I'm I'm not your prince charming I'm just your teacher and we're not gonna do this right? and she's like but I'm the only virgin in camp every girl knows this secret life except for me he's like yeah you'll learn it someday but not from me <laughs> And she's like, well, what if I were 21? And he's like, okay, if you were 21, we would. I would fall in love with you. But you're not, so go the fuck back to your cabin, girl. I envy Juliet.
0: Who? You know Romeo and Juliet. Didn't you love it? It was so romantic.
3: (laughs) Sure is a hot night tonight. You don't want to cook, huh?
0: Positive. I feel dizzy.
3: Yeah, well, you know, you're not getting enough exercise. And you know, I think tomorrow I'm gonna have Miss Nichols take everybody on a 30-mile hike.
0: I'm burning up. Oh, Gary, I'm in the flower of my youth. At least Juliet died in her lover's arms. She died. Knowing. Knowing what? But it's like to be a woman. Mm. I'm dying. The doctor said I have very little time left. Six more weeks of life. You sort of want me, don't you?
3: Ferris, maybe I do, but that's its <laughs> not the point. You see, to you, sex is poetry and phrases and everything you've learned in books, you know? But when you're really in love... I am. Ferris I'm not a prince. I'm a teacher. Do you know in a year you're going to look at me and you're going to wonder how you could even have thought of loving me? That's not true. Unfortunately, it is.
0: What if next year I came back and I still felt the same way? Mm -hmm. I'll be old then. Do you realize that I'm almost the only virgin in camp? Every girl knows this secret life except me. Look at it this way. It'd be a learning experience. Come on. Where are you going?
1: I'm taking you back. And Ferris comes back to the cabin all dreamy, and everybody believes that she had sex. Right. And she makes up this bullshit. Jesus Christ, the story she makes up.
2: Well, it's the kind of thing that only a bunch of virgins would believe, too.
1: (laughs) She's like, Oh, he compared us to Romeo and Juliet, and we had chilled Chablis, and they're like, did it hurt? Did you see him naked? No, and we did it in the darkness, and and it was wonderful. Meanwhile, Angel and Randy have gone to the boathouse, and they've had sex off camera. Right. Like, we see them putting back their clothes, and this is an amazing scene. This This is is by far the best scene in the movie. This is where Christy McNichols fucking nails it as an actress. She's like, "Oh God, this was this was not what I thought it was going to be." She's like, "It's it's different." Like she can't really find the words to express why it was different.
2: It's tough to
1: express that sort of thing, isn't it? Like but she's like, "It was personal. You could see right through me. You know, it wasn't just a thing. It was it was something." <laughs> right and of course everybody
2: reacts differently like everyone's emotions play differently but for her it was it wasn't the soulless experience she was expecting
1: yeah and he's like yeah but but you're a woman now and she goes no I'm not I'm not a woman I'm a fucking kid and was not ready for this (laughs) you know like she realizes I should not have done this this is not a fairy tale or nothing you know This, this it's something that i don't understand and it, you know and she cries and everything and that's the whole point is she doesn't understand it
2: right that, and that's always a tough thing right like everybody like you, you, there's no way for you to really know if you're ready without <laughs> trying <laughs> And you don't really realize until after the fact yeah and it's I, a weird it's a weird thing it's <laughs>
1: And I like that her honest, tearful reflection on this is paired with Ferris and her fucking fairy tales. Right. It, it's a really, really good, good, th- th- these two scenes happening side by side are really good.
2: Yeah, they're supposed to be co- a study in contrast.
1: Mm-hmm. And then uh, Angel returns to the cabin and she's like, nope, it didn't happen, I lost.
2: Yeah, because she didn't want to talk about it.
1: She doesn't want to talk about it, so she's like, yep, yeah, yeah, Ferris, you win. Good God. good job, girl. Good night. So they, <laughs> they both, yeah, they both lied about it. Ferris to just try to fit in. And, and Angel, Angel, because she's, it's not what she wanted or expected. Yeah, she's having complicated feelings about the matter. Right. And then, all well, the girls are dressed up as mice and fucking singing a song now. Yeah, <laughs> because day. it's camp. Yeah, and uh, Randy comes up, and he's like, hey, hey, talk to me, and uh, Angel's just avoiding him. So he hits on Cinder. Well, Cinder just is like,
2: it's just a game.
1: Yeah, you know? Cinder tells the whole truth about, like, it was just a game, you know, that she just had to get get laid. And Randy's like, oh, okay, what are you doing tonight? Because
2: Randy does actually like her. It wasn't just about the pussy. Yeah. He does like her. He actually legitimately likes her.
1: And she kind of likes him, but doesn't like him anymore, really.
2: The uh, the second best scene in the movie is their,
1: their last conversation they have. They not do like have them. that last conversation here. Uh, well, no, we get Ferris and Callahan first.
2: Right, because guess who? Everybody's found out that Ferris is lying about the relationship. And uh, turns out Callahan's not in a good spot.
1: Oh, he's, he's in he's in big-ass trouble now. Because the, the whole word got out that he had sex with a 15-year-old. And he's yeah. in his cabin drinking, depressed and all mad. As and Ferris comes up, and he's like, Ferris, oh, oh, we're lovers now, right? And he's like, I thought you were a nice girl. You're just a goddamn little trollop.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, he's drinking, and he's right, rightfully upset.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's rightfully upset, and Ferris kind of... Ferris feels totally guilty about this, and explains yeah, she that should. I lied because I wanted to be in with the other girls.
2: Because she's sick of being the rich girl, yeah, being the outsider, and um, which is which is a fair feeling to have. And so Cause she seems like because she seems like a nice enough person, like in general, yeah. right?
1: And she apologizes profusely for what she did, and. He's like, okay, you know, I forgive you, you know, gives her a hug and she runs off, you know, like no consequences. But there are. Right. Well, she's kind of learned a lesson here.
2: Yeah, she uh, has a conversation with Angel. Well, we get
1: we get the, the last conversation with Randy and Angel first. Oh, yeah. Which is a great scene.
2: Yeah, cuz uh, what what is my maybe my favorite line of the movie though is, is like we never had a beginning, we started in the middle.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's I wrote that down, down too. Cause I love,
2: I love that. It's very accurate.
1: He goes, "Let's give it another shot." She goes, "No, we started in the middle and never had a beginning."
2: <laughs> and he wants to like start again at the beginning cuz he does like her.
1: Yeah, and she's like
2: And she's great. like I, I just it wouldn't be enough for either of us.
1: Yeah, and we can't go back after we've done this. We can't go back to that.
2: And since there was never a beginning, there's no place to build off of. Which yeah. is a really depressing scene and a depressing thought when you think about it. It's a good because scene. I think they, yeah, because I think they they like each other, but it's
1: just we both came at why, this from the wrong angle to begin with. Yeah, you
2: don't maybe <laughs> you don't drive right to the fucking
1: and um. Then Angel and Ferris have their heart-to-heart. Where they confess to each other. You know, they're remarkably honest. Everyone in this movie is kind of, like, honest. It's a good thing, though. Yeah. Where Ferris admits that she lied. And Angel admits that she lied. And, um... Ferris is like, do you feel different? Is is what you thought you would be? And Angel's like... Right yeah, did something. <laughs> and they're both crying, and they're, they're, they're friends now.
2: Everybody's been bonding over this whole experience.
1: And so. I, like, I like the part where Ferris just goes, gosh. Yeah. And Angel's like, that's all you can say? Gosh? I mean, for someone that has so much a large vocabulary.
2: <laughs> Sometimes you're just uh, speechless. You can't find the
1: words. Yeah, so the girls go back and they they admit to the rest of the girls what happened. You know, and they they all, it's cards on the table, everything out there. And they're like, Ferris is going to have to go tell the truth to make sure that this teacher doesn't get into trouble. But then fucking Cinder wants to keep it secret. And all the girls have decided that they're done with Cinder.
2: Sunshine the hippie throws a fucking vicious right hook at Cinder.
1: Yeah, And and they all walk off. Yeah, Dana's like... You think you're special because you're a model? I'd rather be fat and then feel good on the inside. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's and that's where, where yeah, Cinder's like, what? Are you? who cares what you think? And Sunshine goes, I happen to care what she thinks. She's my friend. Fucking right hook. <laughs> yeah.
2: The hippie throws the,
1: the meanest punch. And then just looks at her and goes, you're a fraud. I mean,
2: you know, you can't be all sunshine and rainbows all the time.
1: So you gotta oh, get- no. I got in my notes here, the line where she throws the hook is where Cinder says, you're all absolutely cherubic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where just, bam, you just got knocked the fuck out.
2: I mean, if you always have to be all that nice and kind and, and flower child the whole time, it's got to have some pent-up rage in there. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to throw a right hook at your, at your slutty friend.
1: Of course, she did. Probably have to take some extra vitamin E and niacin, and
2: after yeah, gotta calm down.
1: Some essential oils. That's right. I do uh,
2: like that character, though. I'm completely
1: really oh, off. Oh, I like all the characters in this movie, actually. Yeah,
2: I do too. Um,
1: and so now it's like camp. So they're all loading the buses to go home. Ferris and Callahan have a little little goodbye. So I guess everything's fine there. I do like she's,
2: she's like I'll be back when I'm 21.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they arrive from an angel goes right to her mom and she's like mom we need to talk you need to get your shit together what is all of this that you've been telling me about sex meaning nothing it means something and we need to address this and we see that cinder does have a, a fiance that she's suddenly making out with now right and then angel's like but before that mom let me introduce you to my best friend ferris which i like that yeah you know, and it ends on Let Your Love Flow by the Bellamy Brothers, and I'm like, it's such a positive movie. It actually is. We really don't get a lot of positing, positive and uplifting on this show much. <laughs> no. The Especially family. next week. Good lord. Even even our good
2: films tend to be downers, like Bandy, ends <laughs> very ambiguously,
1: yeah. for example. Summer Camp was a good film, but it's still a downer where everybody downer. dies.
2: Yeah, a lot of our even our best movies are just they're downers. We very rarely get like a happy happy endings. People learn something, grow as people, sort of movie like
1: this one. This movie is the 6 AM Starbucks.
2: Uh talking with you about it, I I think I've come around on it. I, it's a little inconsistent of a film, right? It is. Like uh it, it tries to be the like meatball sort of comedy. A lot of times, but where it's the strongest and is where it's actually being real and emotional, yeah, and and analytical and introspective, and it doesn't really do that much until the very end of the movie. But since it's the end is so very strong, um, it
1: makes up for trying to make little, girl meatballs.
2: Yeah, a little bit of the, of the early inconsistencies, and it's not that there's not good scenes. I think the the condom stealing scene is great. I think that's a crack. That's a crack up to me. Yeah, like there's some, definitely some good good bits in the in the campier stuff, <laughs> pun intended. Um, but it's it's at its strongest when it's got its most heart, and uh I it just has a lot of in. heart. Yeah. So no, it uh, discussing it, it's definitely made me think more of like yes it's inconsistent but it is still very good and the parts that are good are very very
1: well I mean the way that the scene with the boathouse where where Angel has had sex and she can't really express it she just knows it's different and you know it's a very powerful scene
2: yeah it seems like <laughs> seems like Christy McNichol tapping a little little reality there right
1: yeah like,
2: like maybe reflecting on her own experience
1: yeah could be i don't know her own experience
2: it's uh, it's definitely weird like I,
1: it's spent, an honest movie
2: yeah i've spent time thinking about it over over my life and it's just like how do you make the decision especially i, I it's just it's hard it's like who who do you pick are you just like i don't care i want to this is angel's kind of like i don't care i'm just gonna fuck somebody oh wait that wasn't the best idea so, but not everybody's that way. Some people are just wired that way, right? They're just like,
1: yeah, okay, sex, yeah. Yeah, like Angel's mom.
2: <laughs> right. Some people are just wired that way, and there's no real way for you to know. So, you just got to guess. Go with what your heart tells you, right?
1: Yeah. It's very, that's a, very it's tough. interesting.
2: We put a lot of, like, stock into it, but there is, for mo- I would say for most people, there is, you know, an emotional a part of... Of sex, like there is a there is a connection that is formed. and If you're doing that with just some person, especially when you've never tried it before, and it's just random and it's just kind of a one night, it, it's got it probably feels a little bit dirty, right? Like mm-hmm. shit. Maybe this should have. Maybe I should have actually formed a real emotional connection with this person first.
1: Or. And I've had this happen, you have the one-night stand, and then you decide you want an emotional relationship with them, but you can't now.
2: Right, which is what happened here. Yeah. And that's, I think that's thats the tough part. Like, how are you wired? Well, you don't really know.
1: Yeah, but because of all that emotional maturity to it is, you know, and the lightheartedness of it to cancel it out.
2: It feels, it feels real in a lot of ways. It definitely reminds me of being... A kid might you know a teenager might like I said more of a middle schooler it kind of reminded me like the antics definitely reminded me more of being in middle school, but yeah yeah you know, it it's it's cool because it's like, hey, we're all all people, it doesn't matter whatever gender you are, whatever you you identify as we're all fucking like this as teenagers, especially,
1: but yeah, but I do give it the the six a m Starbucks coffee.
2: Yeah, I think I'm with you, too. It is... It, uh, I Yeah, it's good. It's really good.
1: Yep. So, next week, we got some biker movies. Pain, apparently. Well, we have... We're revisiting Russ Meyer again. I do like Russ Meyer. Yeah. Yeah, but... We're looking at something he made right before Faster Pussycat. Oh. With Motor Psycho. <laughs> I do like the name. And then we're doing a... a another motorcycle movie that um, we'll we'll talk about next week
2: based on the warning i've received it could be a
1: very good episode it could it, it, will it be the next lobster truck coffee movie yeah it could be is this our yeah, next super van we yeah it could be that's
2: that's the thing is like the worst movies make the best episodes a lot of the time so
1: yeah i mean super van is a good episode
2: it is a good episode. this could be our next super van who knows
1: Yep, but we will find out then. Good night, everybody.
2: Good night. One way
0: or another, I'm gonna find ya. I'm gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. One way or another, I'm gonna win ya. I'll get ya, I'll get ya.